Macca. Hey, Streety. We are back. We are back. Number 37. Episode 37 of Sports and Spit, and it's a big NRL season preview. This is the only NRL season preview show you need to listen to, so forget all the other ones. This will be the most authoritative and respectable preseason. That's because we're not alone. Prediction. We've got our man Nugget back in the studio with us. I'm back. I'm yeah. back. I was excited to be back. Back, back from in, coronavirus quarantine. Yes, and uh, listen, we're doing this on a Friday night. Yes. So this just goes to show the dedication we have towards this show. Or the downfall of all of our social lives. Yes, I since think, Since we've yes. had children. Exactly. Because we would all take the opportunity to get out of our houses just to do this. So but Thankfully, your family's out of your house, so we do it here. <laughs> 10, 15, even 20 years ago, yeah. we would have been out at a pub. Yeah. And yep, getting and, shit-faced and, and chasing chicks. In 2020, we're <laughs> isolating ourselves from a, a virus which may or, not, may or may not, in fact, do anything. But we do have 18 rolls of toilet paper in close proximity. It exactly. is currently holding up Nugget's microphone. That's right. I've got so much toilet paper to spare at home that <clears throat> yes. um, I couldn't find anything to prop up the microphone with. So we are sitting Nugget's microphone on top of an 18-pack of Quilton, mm. unopened. And see, it's pricks like you. I've run out of those. <laughs> I just like to add for the record, I have not been near a supermarket for about ten days, and you're just I, a natural hoarder of toilet paper. <laughs> I we, we came across this packet. Uh, it was gifted to us, but uh, we understand that Hang demand on. is high. Who gives you toilet paper? Mother-in-law bought us a packet. Oh right, early inheritance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, thanks, this, Sue Goldwyn. this could be a really valuable prize. Um, it could be. Yeah. So but, this uh, episode number 37 is going to be brought to you by Quilton. Yes. But there's plenty that's gone on in sport in the last week since we did an episode. So should we begin by doing a very quick recap of what we've seen in the last seven days? Yeah, let's do it. So last night, massive night of games in the NBL. Two yep. game three semifinals of the semifinal series. It was great to have it on the one night too. It was pretty good. And it was great, obviously allowed by the fact that Perth hosted... Game three against Cairns. But in the early game, the Sydney Dingleberries, the Kings, the old Violet Crumbles, after a 45-point defeat in game two, came back and beat Melbourne United. Gentlemen, was it on the back of some favourable refereeing? Which is the sentiment that's that's going around today. I haven't really read a lot of the reports today, but Mm. in watching the game last night, there were an awful lot of fouls. In saying that... Sydney went to the line somewhere in the vicinity of 23 to 27 times, I think, compared to about 11 yeah, from Melbourne. A bit. I mean, it was a lot of the Melbourne defenders not getting in the right position or, you know, stepping up. Silly mm. fouls, you know, Melo Trimble, you know, with that offensive, you know, push-off yep. on Aaron Bruce. Yeah, yeah. No, that was dumb. Sean Bruce. Yep. Sean Bruce. Yeah, younger brother. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, silly things like that. I mean, in, in the end, Melbourne, mm. I think they held a lead at halftime, did they? Yeah, they. Then, well, uh, they did... Briefly, I think it would buy about a point or so. Yeah, well, it was just it a case of running out of troops, and you it was know, a good game. It was a good game. No, two points. A lot of foul in, trouble in, in the end. game for Melbourne United, which yep. affected their rotations fairly significantly. What did you think of Melbourne United's play at the end of the game when they just ran the clock and then McCarron took a layup? I thought that was a bit. Oh, uh, and they only I really like Mitch McCarron. He's I a good player. Mitch McCarron is was probably the the best player Melbourne United had consistently over the I th- year. I think the rest of his teammates let him down on that play, and he was yeah, left no I choice agree. To, to make it. But. I, I feel like Melbourne actually they lost their way offensively when Sean Long took a couple of ill-advised three-point shots with about a minute thirteen to go. Yeah. Um. And and part of the problem for Melbourne United this year has been the cohesiveness between. 
of the imports into the team's offensive system. Sean Long is a guy who likes to go outside of that and just get his points where he feels like it. Yeah. And I feel like that was a pretty poor set of decisions when they had been getting Chris Golding and Mellow like Trimble open yeah. with some consistency in those games. And and I just don't think they were patient enough. So I don't think I think the refereeing probably helped Sydney. I don't think it won them the game because I think Melbourne made a lot of poor decisions. Yeah, a lot of fouls. Um I think they're making a lot of noise, uh, like the Mexicans are, south of the border yeah. there, in that that game too, there was a lot of no calls as well. Yeah. So I think it sort of hurts them more now. Definitely. Yeah, there were, there were some terrible calls, but both ways. Yeah, it probably favoured Sydney a little bit. Yep. But at the same time, it wasn't a clear standout of, holy shit, no. fully wiped here. And that's a good point, Nuggy, about game two. And actually the physicality that was allowed to be let go in game one and two. Mm. Um, I do feel like maybe what happened was, and this happened, we've seen this. I mean, we're basketball fans, right? And we watch playoff series to the NBA to NBL. What happens, what can happen is a referee doesn't favor one side, but they do change the way they referee the game compared to earlier games in the series. They tighten up a bit. And and quite significantly, if that team, if one team has been playing quite physical and that's part of their 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 kind of approach, that can really hurt you. You get into early foul trouble because it's not the way it's been called early and then your rotations are stuffed and honestly, you're on a downward spiral before you know it. Exactly. And I think yeah. that's what was the, the big shock to, what's his name, Vickerman? Coach Vickerman. Dean Vickerman, yeah. Um, Do it. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Mm. Even the old mate from Perth. But, oh, Trevor Gleeson. Yeah, so Trevor Gleeson. You, you get fucked. you home cooking, you go to Perth. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Well, they've got like twelve or 15,000 people a game, mate. And yeah. those, and you can't tell me... A referee is a human being. They will be... Like, if, like in basketball, when it's pretty subjective in terms of like a charge, charge block call, Mate, referees love to get the crowd on their side and they love to do the old charge symbol. The big, the big dance they up. Wind mate. it up and off they go. I feel, I feel like the charge referee... Charge! Pull, pull up yeah. the Kenny Clifford 2000. Yeah, and just exactly. Rock. <laughs> referees are definitely more animated in their um, gestures when it comes Absolutely. to calls these days. Yeah, uh, Macca and Nugget, um, do we think the better team won this series? Um, yes, I think the better team won, but I don't feel like they were the better team in the series. I feel like Sydney will have a better chance of beating Perth than Melbourne would have had a, had a chance of beating yeah. them. Because if we so. take a bit of a, a quick <clears throat> snapshot, game one, they were down 16. Mm-hmm. It was in the fourth or third quarter. Yeah, they got lucky. Like They yeah, were lucky to still be in this that. series. There was lucky for them it was a game three. Third quarter mm. in game two, they're down by 58. Now, yeah, yeah. I can't ever remember an NBL game mm. where there's been... A game, let alone a playoff game. A, a game yeah. in the you know 30-something plus year history or longer of the NBL. Mm. Um, I don't think there's ever been a 58-point margin at any point. Yeah, not even the old Hunter Pirates, as it was, it was uh, pointed out. The... No, that's right. <laughs> the only, the so, they, so, the, so the Hunter Pirates didn't even lose by... They lost by some by, margins. They lost by some margins. Yeah. Never, never went on... What was a 38-0 run? 38-0 run. Never had that's that pretty game. amazing. That's like amazing. in a professional basketball game. In a 10-minute quarter, wasn't it when the, with the Pirates... When the Pirates were going around, wasn't it 12 minutes it was 12 quarters? Then. Mm. Yeah. So that's a 40, that's eight more minutes. Mm. That's a long way to fall behind in a 40 minute game. Um, you know, that's quite significant. I, yeah, I, the Kings were very lucky to be in it. And the way they played that semi final series, they probably don't deserve to be in the grand final. But I feel like they are the better team. I feel like Will Weaver will have better rotations against Perth. He, 
he will have an ability to game plan better than what I think Vickerman will. What do you make of his systematic pattern of subs? Oh, it does my head in. Okay, it just it, it seems it's a well, very analytical approach to a game plan. Yeah. But you know, like usually what what we're accustomed to is if a player hits some shots, just let them cook until they, they miss and then sub them out. And they're, they're, yeah. they're a reasonably deep team, and I understand yeah. you want to keep them fresh for the fourth quarter. But there were times where Casper Ware or even you know um, the other guy Tate um, hit a couple of shots, and then they you know ne- yeah. next minute they're on the bench. But he did. But but in the third quarter, if you noticed, the lineup that he had in went on a fair run, and which is where they closed the gap on yeah. Melbourne. But, and he and he stayed with them. He didn't let it go. Yeah, he stayed with them. I, Look, I'm probably not a fan of like pre-planning all of your substitutions throughout a game. I don't, and I, but I'm not so sure he did that. But I feel like they are very much a team that, like, I think they're an old team, like Bogut, Brad Newley, yeah, like Kevin Leash. Those guys are veterans, and and I'm not so sure that you could leave them out there, right? Like even like even Casper Ware, for example, you know. Stunk it up. Yeah, this, you know, so a lot of the times actually I think just because Casper Ware hit one or two shots, he'd taken probably three or four bad shots before that to get there. Mm. I don't know how much of it was pre-planned is what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess. It looked like it, I get that. But I'm not so sure he would have been I know regimented. That if, you know, if, if Nugget hits a couple of shots or if I hit a couple of shots or if you even hit a couple of shots in a row. It doesn't have much. No, but... If it did, or, mm. or when it did, to then get yeah. subbed out, you're kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, I'm probably blowing <laughs> Yeah. Talking, yeah, about, the good, talking I, about the good old days yeah, here, Nugget. <laughs> but the other game, look, I think the Kings are very lucky, but I think they will make a fair fist of it in the game, in five games in the in the grand final Better matchup. Oh, five-game yeah. series. It's a five-game series. Yeah, much better matchup. And Starts on Sunday. And I think that's, well, it's going to show, game one at home in Sydney, but the it'd be a big difference in terms of Perth do well at fit, having a feel out for the game and subbing accordingly. Mm. If he goes with this, what we're thinking, and again we don't know, but mm. it's going with a structured subbing system, they'll get eaten alive by Perth. Yeah, because they'll yeah. just shift and adjust and play their game. Yeah, and it, and it, we were saying earlier, Sydney don't have to win in Perth, no. but it can help. Oh. Like if you like to break. Perth, that Perth hoodoo. Jag one. Like if you can jag one, then I feel like it's it's a much better scenario. There. So the other game three that was on last night, Perth versus Cairns. What did you boys think? Cairns made a good fist well, of that I, series. I feel bad for Cairns. I, I mm. in, in a roundabout way, I kind of feel like they were the, the better team. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, the better team in the series didn't didn't prevail. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. Cairns for me have probably been. The most exciting team to watch in the NBL this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm really high in their and, import. And well and truly the team that I never expected that from. Yeah, exactly. Um, pretty <coughs> high in the import Machado. Yeah. Um, I hope he sticks around in the NBL, but he may have played himself into a richer contract elsewhere, mm. which is the whole the, which the idea. Which is typically what we've seen of the imports that have come through Cairns. Yeah. Like, that's basically where Scotty... Oh, sorry. Um, Trimble was last year. Trimble was last year, and, and they've they've been able to do that. They've been able to recruit really good guys. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, those big blokes like Oliver, they're just... He's mobile. He's yeah, moving they, around. I mean, they had a good the mix. first couple of games of them, they were killing it. You think, oh, they can't keep this run going. Mm. Well, Made them all the way 
to a game three in the semi-final. So. Yeah. Um, one of Newcastle's own, we can lay claims on Quatnoy. Yeah. Uh, had a what I would consider a pretty impressive rookie year. Yep. And uh, definitely mm. showed he belongs in the NBL and held mm. his own and um, he was he was quite good. So yeah. where he goes from here, um, obviously I'm sure another NBL team or Cairns themselves would like to ke- keep him in the league. Yep. Uh, but I think you know there'll come a point in time where his future lay overseas as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Cairns can keep that group together. In, in its entirety, it's it's been difficult for them. I mean, Mitch McCarron came through Cairns when he came out of college, and and largely, NBL players. It's fairly well known in the league that if you're playing for a Cairns, if you're playing for a Wollongong, one of the teams that's outside the top four, your money's not really guaranteed. Mitch Norton and Nick Kay came from Wollongong as well. Yeah, and when they went to Wollong uh, to Perth. Largely, they said it was basically so they could get some security that their money would be paid, yep. and 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 that's that's always hard. Then, when so for Quatnoy, you know, if if there's a market for himself somewhere in one of those big four teams, then hey, why wouldn't you go? Yeah, you know, you'd be silly not to increase his profile. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, looking forward to game one on Sunday. Yep, game uh, one. It's been a, a good good year for the NBL. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really put many feet wrong. No. It's uh, been all positive vibes. It the has. only probably exception was Mellow Ball and RJ Hampson leaving earlier, but that's well, something did that... Did that leave a bad taste in your mouth? Or uh, well, I feel no. like that was a good initiative still. Oh, it's a very good initiative, and I think mm. these guys, those guys took advantage of it. Um, Surely they did, yeah. And they played within the rules, And but we also said that that scenario would be yeah. likely to play out if those kids had success. They got yeah. what they needed to out of it, which they did. And immediately... And, and, and so did the NBL, because... Well, yeah, if we got that exposure. It's yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, probably the, where the, where we we, we, we may not see many sort of you know um, headlining high school players come out and bypass no. college, but what we will see is more quality second Pretty, round picks yeah. come out like Deddy Lazada from the Kings. Yep. He was a second round pick by the Pelicans. He was. I'm pretty sure it was them. Um, he's had a pretty solid year, and he's. Mm. He's looked the goods in some of these uh, semi-final games. Yeah, he has. And so uh, one-year stash projects for NBA teams is yeah. probably a market where we'll see that next stars program yep. sort of evolve into. Absolutely. NBL, keep getting it done. We love it. It's gone, come leaps and bounds from where it used to be. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we touched on earlier in regards to the coronavirus, boys. And, uh, yeah, it's been well, big this week. The, the big, well... Precautions, I guess, that have been taken across the sporting mm. world are a bit sort of eye-opening, to be honest. Yep. From so the Italian government this week said no fans at any sporting event for the month of March, which just is sounds huge. like another betting scandal. Syria <laughs> match fixing yeah. coronavirus. The Italians are all over it. Their, you know, their soccer is massive, and they pack stadiums out across the country. Um, today I read that Stanford University have limited attendance, like so they've got att- attendance limitations at ten of ten or twelve or so of their of their sporting venues. So, and that's with a view to ensuring that attendees can keep personal space from each other. Yeah. I'm not so sure that's going to be effective, but I don't no. really know. I'm not a doctor, but this coronavirus thing it is getting worse by the day. I think last week we touched on it a little bit. I mentioned it to you earlier tonight, Streety. Did the Olympics go ahead? It's looking... Less and less likely. Less and less likely. 
lost. <coughs> I think that Unprecedented. the games themselves may continue. Well, I think where it's going to affect most will obviously be tickets and, and crowds and fans. Well, the problem the problem will be is how do the Olympics justify to every other governing body and government around the world that they should continue? They're going to continue. And that so many visitors will come to Japan, which is one of the countries that's been fairly heavily affected by this, mm-hmm. and then return to their own country, right? Like, and yeah. so, so it'll actually be the fallout. Won't I? Don't organisers across like the organisers won't be too worried about the sixteen days of the games. What governments around the world will be worried about, I believe, is the return of all of those people that visited Tokyo to or one of the venues to watch a game, returning somewhere wherever their home yeah. their home is, and. And that's going to be, I think, in the end, it will be through government pressure from across the world that the Olympics will will be cancelled. Cancelled? Yeah. Postponed to twenty twenty one? No, they won't postpone the Olympics, mate. They'll just call it off. It's too hard. I don't think they can postpone it. That's my view. I think they're done. I don't think they're going to happen. That's my tip. I think we covered off on last last pod was the last cancellation. Yeah. Hitler. Harry Hitler. Yeah. Now I was I was also informed on this topic by one of our fans up in Darwin. Oh yeah. Johnny Boxall, we've mentioned him before. Hey, Johnny. Johnny. Um, yeah, bloody. The nineteen sixteen. Yeah. Or twelve Olympics, one of those two. World War One. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, was that the last time it was cancelled, or was so that uh, World War One and as Two? Well? Okay. Yeah, yeah, the only right. times they've been cancelled for World War One okay. and Two. Yep. And uh, potentially staring down the barrel of a twenty twenty cancellation. You're calling that? Yeah, I'm calling it, mate. It's over. It's, going, it's done. It's not going to happen. Yep. I'm, I don't care if I'm jumping the gun. It's not going to happen. All right. So I'm... And it'll be, as I said, it'll be because of the fact that, that governments around the world will not want to allow their people to go and then return home after being in Japan. It might be a different story if it was in a country that wasn't so adversely affected or there wasn't such a prevalence of the outbreak, but I, I think they're going to call it off. Yeah, wow. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's very... a hard one because, I mean, places like Japan, like, that's... Mm. Not a third world country. If no, yeah. anything, they take pride in their country. Yeah, they're, they're very their hygiene and their they cleanliness. Make it yeah. Spotless. Yeah, absolutely. So, but you know what it is. But there's been a huge prevalence right. of you're the right. of the virus. Do, do you think it's more of a case of uh, the 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 illness itself, or just a sheer state of like moral panic? I I think the thing that they're concerned about here is I mean, you know, I don't really know. But I th- I think the, an outbreak like this causes a couple of things: mass hysteria. And we've seen it with the toilet paper debacle here in Australia. Which I might um, just interject there for one second. Mm. If you're a listener and you've been hoarding toilet paper, please unsubscribe. <laughs> you are no longer a friend. No, of wait, the actually, show. we can't really afford to lose any listeners. <laughs> just have a good hard look at yourself and keep listening. And share the toilet paper. Yeah. We so, we spoke so. about Deontay Wilder and his, his his excuse for wearing, you know losing the fight because of a mask. We thought that was pretty dumb. Yeah, that was. But I got to say, Australia has taken the cake, the mantle. From Deontay Wilder for, for stockpiling for, for toilet stupidity, paper. and yeah. people filling <laughs> trolleys full of toilet. No, I'm off, I'm off the sporting tangent here, but holy moly, guys, people, hmm. get your shit together, literally. Yeah. If you don't have toilet paper, get creative. Have a warm shower. You know, bidets. Get you know the, the if if you actually have a shower with, with the hose hose tap. I my, you know, you're my, laughing. I don't. But honestly, the, I don't the, want to judge anybody. But but like what I would say here is, what I don't understand is just why. What do you think it's giving you? I don't like. I this is the part I don't get because I'd like to be educated by somebody who has gone and actually. So I, what I would prefer is if you were if you actually genuinely have hoarded toilet paper, 
just tell us the motivation of why. What do you like? What were you preparing for? Because I like. I think we mentioned this before, right? Is one of my secret hidden pre- pleasures is watching shows about doomsday preppers. <laughs> well, I know a little bit about this topic, right? It's I, and I read a little bit about it. It's just you wouldn't hear it unless you were my mate. But I'll tell you this, mate. That's not going to help you if the shit really hits the fan. Okay, I'm a little bit educated on the topic. I might have done a few. I might have a go bag myself, right? But <laughs> doesn't have toilet paper in it. Because if you need a go bag, you're not going to be worried about toilet paper. Yeah, isn't it sort of food, medicine, <coughs> medicines, I mean, myself, medical supplies? I'm going straight to Dan Murphy's and mm-hmm. uh, stocking up there more yep. than I have yep. toilet paper. Enough yeah. to get me to the mountains for three days, <laughs> where I've got my stash. Maybe, and I'm not telling you fuckers where it is. Maybe water, just quietly. Yeah, that's right. I need. I've got two go bags. One. Three days on foot. One is a smaller one. Yeah. Because I can get enough, there by a car. Enough for you or the whole family? It's every man for himself in my place. <laughs> now, whilst we'll leave this toilet paper yeah. segment right here, but I must say that, that the microphone prop stand of the 18 pack of unopened quiltons, <laughs> double ply for your wiping comfort. Three ply. Oh, triple ply. Wow. Gold that, gold that's because it came from the mother-in-law. You, you tight ass, would only buy two ply. <laughs> you wouldn't be springing Say, for the three ply. If you if you get a few um, sheets in the fingers and you got triple ply, you get you know, and you won't have sheets in your fingers. Right. It makes You'll it difficult. Shit on your fingers. It gets right. difficult to wipe. You don't want to have too many plies. Anyway, all right. Enough of the shit. It was a big week for everybody. Including Woolworths and and Mac Horton, yeah, he had pretty pretty. Mac Horton had a big week with yeah, Sun Yang's, yeah. So we mentioned that it, that news broke during last. Haven't last heard a lot episode. of it since. I thought um, thought there'd be a bit more of a story. No, I and I did think as as we said last week, I didn't think that would be the last we heard of it. But I still don't. I think there's obviously a lot more to be played out in that story. Maybe Camp Sun Yang's bunkering down in some sort of isolation. Could be working on a plan. Could be on his master plan. Matt Horton, though, just giving everyone the bird going. I told you so. I told you so. Yeah. All right, let's talk. What about the week ahead? Footy. Footy, let's talk to footy. Next next Thursday night, the season kicks off. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the NRL promotion for the season. Let's talk about the ad. Before we get into what we think is going to happen, what the fuck happened there? (laughs) We didn't like it, boys, did we? No. I'd seen it, and I showed these boys... Yeah. uh, just before we came on air tonight. Mm. Uh, well, where do you start? So I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but they could have done some things differently. There, there's so many things. Great idea, and mm. it starts off pretty well. Then it goes downhill. Do you remember when that when the original Tina Turner, Simply the Best promotion came out? As a young bloke, like how old were you boys? You would have been a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. So, So I remember as a young kid, and part of the new ad is a couple of the current players, like they pretend that they're back in their homes when they're hearing the ad for the first time. So 1990, let me let me rewind in my life back then. 1990, Cameron Smith was in his living room listening to that. In 1990, I would have been probably in about year six or seven. Year five. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, I was a couple of years ahead of you. Yeah, I was too. Even then, as a kid with a pacemaker who wasn't allowed to play rugby league at that stage anyway because it had been moved in my shoulder mate honestly I ran around my living room tackling anything that moved like including my sister fucking my dad anything because of that ad it's got everyone going got mum going when she saw yeah. the, all, all the blokes running up the beach without their shirts E.T. Wayne Pierce. 
Well, Corn Cornelius, she's a goer, mate. Your mum would go. Yes. <laughs> I tell you what, when I in my job as a wedding photographer, often it's not often that song comes on during the wedding reception. But do you get pumped? Do I you do. Get a little bit of nostalgia. I you, do. Yeah, I, I think it. of the footy. Yeah, I, simply I, there, but I who's hear that. Find that at their wedding reception, by the way. No, it happens. Does it? Sometimes, yeah. not as much as the horses, but it, it, it's a bit of a sneaky hidden gem that pops up every yeah. now and then. But horses I must say, when that when that first that sort of you now dun. Dun. You just the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. It's like they do fucking footy. Yes. Do you get any walk up and fucking little sidestep or something? A little palm off. No, I'd, no, get the bridesmaids. I'd, I'd, I'd get injured. If, I'd, I'd, I'd probably break. You'd probably knee. fucking blow, blow your knee out again. <laughs> Do an ACL. <laughs> and photographer needs a knee replacement. But yeah, listen. My biggest beef with the NRL is this ad. This, this whole promotion had a lot of potential. Yeah. I think where they went wrong is. They didn't fact check who with whoever the company was that they engaged to produce it, mm-hmm. and there are a few sort of factual errors with you know years and you know, the Travoyevich so brothers. That, that, the Travoyevich brothers well, in that supposedly in that born in that throwback yeah. thing, supposedly where you two kids wrestling in the living room. They were born in '96. They weren't four and five years old. Yeah, and so the the the, view, the footage that you saw was the Travoyevich brothers as four or five year olds wrestling in their living room but they're only born that yeah. year so maybe these millennial techies who were putting it together got the memo confused that's the year Manly won the comp mm. um, the year Travoyevich brothers were born so I'm told yeah um, they got that wrong um, I think sometimes you just need to leave the political side of things out of stuff like this mm. because everyone who's old enough to remember yeah. gets nostalgic when they hear that song when they hear the ad so the two controversial moments here was Latrell Mitchell with the indigenous Aboriginal flag? Yes. Uh, Which I don't in, think is all that controversial. No, no, no. That's I'm I'm okay with that. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. But you just but didn't feel like it played a big part in the ad, need, right? Does it need a thirty-second clip of it? Yeah, Probably not. Yeah, yeah. If, I felt like they held on that. The ad flash too. Yep, he's proud of his heritage. That was part of our society, culture. Great. And it, seventy it, to eighty percent of the, the league is indigenous exactly. or Polynesian but in heritage, again, so a, there's nothing. Well, the ad's two minutes thirteen. You could easily round cut 17, 13 seconds out of that. So you're just talking about from the perspective of my biggest. So the other controversial part was the footage of the two women kissing after the state of origin women's state of origin match last year, right? Now neither. So what we said about that was none of us have a problem with the fact that two women kiss. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But what what we felt was probably better was to promote footage of the women's game. Yes. And that's probably the same with the Latrell Mitchell thing. Nothing wrong with the promotion of, of the Aboriginal flag and the Indigenous community um, and recognising Latrell and the rest of the Indigenous players' heritage. But it didn't need to be as it didn't need to be as big a part. It probably you know, the footage. The footage of the players, like in that first set of ads, way back in the day, yeah. was what, what did the show? hits, the Showing you know players playing football and, and was that the one where I think it was was it Chris Caruana or one of the guys from North and he goes oh mate when I played, first played grade Steve Roach picked me up like a rag toll and threw me in the ground he said welcome to first grade son <laughs> I felt like I was that guy like I've ne- do you know what I mean like do you, was that part of that ad series was it yeah. like, that's the adrenaline flowing yeah. stuff right like that so they could have been what they could have done. It just felt to regardless me, of the, yeah, to squeeze that into a two minute thirteen ad. It just and and wanting to sort of you know push that agenda and and not even push an agenda, show an agenda yeah. or show show that they recognise the diversity in the game. Yeah. It, it to me to squeeze that into that ad, it just makes it feel disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. 
I mean, by all means, promote the game across all platforms and, and all sort of, you know, through, through, through any means you can. But at yeah. some point, you're there to promote a game of football. Yeah. Show the football. Show the football, promote the nostalgia. And there's a hundred, 20 other opportunities for ads and, and campaigns you can run throughout a season. Well, but to launch a season... Mate, I... Like, don't, I watched, don't think that that's necessarily required. I, when you talk about the women's... The two women kissing, I watched... Some of the women's internationals this year on Fox, I think it was just one afternoon I happened to be watching it. That was some good quality rugby league. Yeah, absolutely. And well, and that's... probably slightly better quality than the AFL women at the moment. Like I get that they're they're learning and the and the game's developing and that but I felt like the rug, NRL women were probably of a better standard at their game than what the AFL women were at this particular point in time. Yeah. The hype around the two games is not the same. I get that. And the promotion around it is not the same. But certainly the quality, I felt, especially, you know, and, and it would have been nice to have seen it focus on that. Mm. Yeah. I, I, think, I think to throw a token four to five seconds of that in, you know, like those girls and that competition are deserving of their own campaign. Yeah, uh, that shows you know more about their game and, and all that sort of stuff. It did feel a little bit like what the really was saying was don't forget we've got lesbians involved in the game. Yeah, which we, is pointless. Do we need that? Well, what does it matter? I'm got, I'm glad that they're involved. Like I'm got, happy for them. Well, they've got that much footage of it as well now with okay yep, the, mm. the women's league, but then the women's state of origin. Yeah, that was a great. Yeah, some big book was going hard at it. Yeah, but then that's right. Still, the um. Uh, halfback from New South uh, what's her name Matt, Maddie Studden mm. she was awesome yeah absolutely Dog from why not yeah. show some of that footage yeah that's well, right just, yeah exactly show some quality moments from the games in, including some of the stuff Latrell Mitchell's done on the field as well yeah I think they're definitely deserving of their own bigger a better campaign and I, mm. I kind of think it cheapens their product a bit by just throwing you know that into yeah. the into the season NRL yeah. launch NRL from all of us here at Sports and Spit you're fucked up the opportunity to revive a really good ad series and let the door hit you on the way out we're happy to and we are happy to consult with any marketing agency when it comes to a production of a nostalgic yeah. NRL ad yes. Something. Absolutely. Just, just sitting there showing Slam and Sam Stewart well, bunging down some green <laughs> <laughs> Des Hasler behind the, behind, the, behind the bleachers of Brookvale Oval circa 1993 so between a couple of bullheads playing up in the off season notably Curtis Scott from the Raiders who's been allowed yeah. to play um, there was the story about uh, Josh Reynolds uh, that came out late last year early this year many of us were j- quick to jump the gun on how much of a douchebag he maybe was, but the story did come out that the girl he was, uh, lady he was dating, was assuming multiple identities and. Yeah. and the police dropped the charges. <laughs> police dropped what the charges. What I would say is that doesn't mean that Josh Reynolds is not a fucking dickhead. No, no, no. no you're I right, do feel like he's a bit of a dickhead. Still. I think. Uh, I, th- I think I, I pity him in some way for being played by. <laughs> By a con artist. Um, if anyone's going to, it's going to be a rugby Yeah, player. exactly. Especially oh, when course. it's an Instagram model or something like that. I mean, that's yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. going for their women. To, um, yeah. But 2020, unlike other seasons, seems to be a little bit more wide open than, than previous years. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of rule changes you boys were telling me about that need to be considered here. Do we want to touch on those? Or do you want to talk about yeah. who's going to win? So the notable change coming in round one is the captain's challenge. Nugget, care to elaborate on that? Yeah, so basically on a play that's been stopped, um, you can actually challenge the call. So if the play goes ahead two and three more rucks, no, you can't go back to it. Whereas things such as grounding of ball, um, foot 
amount of bounds. So you can't the stop the plates. Not like it's not like you can just stop and go. Hang on, no, no, I challenge that. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. got to be the play has to actually have right. stopped. So they've scored a try. They've gone out of bounds. They've dropped yeah. the ball. So would a would a captain challenge in the grand final last year helped the Raiders or would it have just been play on on the six again scenario? Yeah, because they stopped the play. He started. Very good question. Yeah, that is good a good question. question. Because, well, there's the test that if we had this a year ago, I challenged this because you called six again. I think but see, that's a but see that was always, and they did they did kind of say that yes, the referee signaled six again, but then the referee also signaled that it was the last tackle, mm. and and so it's a it's a subjective judgment as to whether the play was then impacted. I think we all would probably, the majority of people would side on the fact that, that the player's decision was adversely affected by that. But I don't think they would have reversed that. That's not clear. That's not like, well, the footage now shows that you touched it last before it went out yeah. or that, yes, you grounded the ball or anything along those lines. So I don't feel like it would have affected it. Yeah. But, but in saying that, I, I do like it because it's the case, well, say if that did happen, but they've already challenged something earlier on in the game. Did you get one per half or one per game? One per half. One per half. half. So if you've already done, so they may have already done this. It then puts onus back on the team. Oh, why did you waste? And if you successfully challenge, do you get to keep it? And obviously, if you're it's if you're challenging, you you just, it's just a use. So okay. there's no, it just doesn't matter whether it's right one, or wrong. One, that's yeah. it. So you've got to well be pretty certain because yeah, yeah there could be a game changing moment of the game and. Mm. You don't have a challenge. Guess what? It then puts the onus back on the teams as opposed to everything's on these refs that don't make a call anyway because they just go upstairs. This will end up being one of those things that becomes part of the game but largely has no impact on it because it's just a guess. It's a little bit like the the challenges in tennis. Largely, the players virtually guess anyway. Like It's pretty rare that it... Well, you're going to have... You'll see... There's more challenges. Because it'll be interesting with the play of the trainers off the field as well. Mm. The play, the trainers yeah. are only on uh, the field. I think it's, I don't know the minute timing of it, but they're not okay. allowed on the field anymore. Well, that's good. The limitation of that. They're not allowed behind the ruck and so on. So that's I great. Think you're going to find, similar to NFL, uh, like American football and so on, you've got spotters up in the stands that will go mm. challenge, 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 yeah. and go. So, yeah. interesting, interesting to see. Mm. I mean, I feel like the refereeing grand final aside hit a bit of a low last year. Mm. Um, fingers crossed. I don't think anyone's surprised. That we've seen the worst of it. Yeah. And 2020, a new oh. decade brings oh, on. <laughs> yeah, just, um, yeah, that could be famous last words. It it's, could it's, get worse. It's just a shame. Like, I, you know, whilst I think a captain's challenge probably is necessary, at least a trial. Mm. Um, how how long we keep it for is another matter. Whether they keep it for the whole year mm-hmm. or they can it after four rounds, uh, if it's not working, um, you know NRL has changed the rules mid season uh, before. In saying that, they ran it in their was it the twenties or something all last year. Yeah, and was very, very successful. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because we started to see, especially in the media end of the season, these challenges weren't taken lightly because mm. there was teams that lost on a very clear cut mistake. Again, it didn't get put on the ref. It got put on the team. On the Why team. Why did you waste your challenge earlier on? Yeah. So, so then maybe that's what it does is it shifts the focus from the actual team wasting the challenge. But there's a couple other minor rule changes. We went through a little bit of those earlier. So those are... The other one scrum. is um, yeah, you can nominate where you take your scrum mm-hmm. um, in field, whether it's uh, in field... So the location of the actual scrum across the... Across the 20-meter line or, where, yeah. or, or, or yeah. Where, wherever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, scrums are a waste of time in general, but yeah. it's kind of one of those things you just got to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may as well mask the having, you know, what, why yeah, yeah, let's let, let's just um, make something of it. Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is picking where you have your scrum. Now, I can see why they would do this from an attacking standpoint where you can basically run a couple of scrum plays depending on where you where you have the field, uh, where you place it, mm-hmm. whether you run, you know, on the short side or... Yeah, we'll see some pretty good set plays from this, I think. Yeah. It will probably bring the scrum back into play as a bit of an attacking weapon. Yeah. Because it will become the start of some set, some different set plays, which will be interesting. I'd like to see that. Yep. I think that's something to look forward to. Absolutely. I will just correct us on that. I did just fact check that as, as yeah. we... Rarely do. Well, fact check alert, fact check alert. So the, uh, That's why you're here, producer. So the uh, captain's challenge, you actually only get one per match. One per match. However, you can have one an additional one if you're successful. Right, okay. You retain it. Right, okay. But after that second one, regardless <clears throat> if you are right or wrong, yep. that's it. Yep. Okay. So even if you've got two right ones, you don't get a third. That's yep. it. Yeah. Um, mm. News came out today that this is Darius Boyd's final season uh, with the Broncos. Oh, so he is going to play this season. I saw the headline of that. I saw I the thought, headline and it made me think so that he was... So he's not going to retire immediately. He's going to retire at the end of the year, is he? That's what it says. Now, okay. do we think Boyd will finish the year in first grade? Or because it's it's quite obvious that Seabold doesn't really have or want a place for him in that first grade team. No. Um do we do we sort of uh, see that retirement being fast tracked sometime mid year due due to an injury? Potentially. Do you think what they're trying to do is just basically get his money? Like, if he gets medically retired, then his money comes off the cap. Yes. So that's yeah. We're just going to try and figure out a way to do that. And then you know, by retiring, at least they got money to spend next year. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe they can. Uh... Well, the reality is, is that no club is under any obligation to pick a player in first grade, no matter how much they pay them. So the club can say, well, there's no guarantee in your contract that you'll always play first grade. That's right. We're still going to pay you. If you want to play reserve grade, then that's fine, and we will continue to pay you. Or here's a payout for you to just simply retire now. And maybe the narrative around the retirement is potentially just a face-saving exercise. I think where the sticking point is is whether that money remains on the cap cap. for that particular year. Because I imagine he's on quite a lot of money. I bet eight, eight, nine hundred thousand. I mean, yeah. a lot of the kerfuffle came last year when English retired from the Bunnies. Yeah. And there was that uh, that money was taken off the cap when yeah. you know, people sort of, sort of think it should have been. But well, that you know, allowed them to chase a few players. Mid-year. That, indeed, they did. They got James Roberts. Um, yeah. But also, too, um, English got this cushy role with the Bunnies. Yeah. On a very similar, if not the same amount of money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah and so. then his deal for the next following year was. Restructured. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about some teams. Yeah. I'll just list them off then. Pretty, okay, pretty, pretty wide open. Alphabetical. Order. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through and do a very quick review of what we think that that club's year is going to be like, who they've who they've lost, who they've gained, and where we think they'll finish. Right? Is that that the plan, boys? Yep. That's it. That's it. Cool. So <coughs> let's start off in no particular order. We'll just go through alphabetically. Yeah. Uh, so. The Broncos. The Brisbane Broncos. Ends. Jesse Arthurs from the Titans. Jordan Kahu from the Cowboys. He's back. The Outs. Troy Dargan. And uh, apologies if I get these pronunciations incorrectly. 
Uh, from the Rabbitohs, uh, Sean Fenson retired, Sam Tagatizzi retired, Matt Gillette retired, and oh, I can't even say his name. He's she, the big second rower, Shabaski, going to the Knights. <laughs> uh, there's probably one major inclusion, probably their biggest off-season recruit, the Broncos, was Brodie Croft, the Storm halfback. Yeah. He is uh, probably one of the bigger off-season signings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, showed some signs with the Storm when he was there. Yeah. And I think he'll be a good fit yep. uh, with the Broncos. Um, I'm not sure that their halves problems are um, fully solved. I think there's still a question mark over Anthony Milford and where he should play. Yeah. Um, so that probably is a, is a space to watch. Where do we um, think the Broncos, are they are they a finals team? Are they in or out for the finals? I have them in. Yeah, I'll have them in. I have yeah. I have the Broncos making the eight, um, but I feel like you're probably right, Streety. It will be a little bit of a. They're still they'll have some growing pains as a team. I still think there's some decisions they need to make, or some, um, some some absolute kind of, I guess combinations that need still need to form, and I feel like they'll have an up and down year again. Yep. Are they a threat for the premiership or just sort of bottom half of the eight team? Uh, Scraping the eight. Yeah, I feel I, I I don't feel like I don't feel like they'll be a threat for the premiership this year. Yeah. I think <coughs> I think for the most part a lot of the Broncos' success is going to hinge on their forwards. Dave Feeder, mm-hmm. Payne Haas, those guys are obviously very good. So they've got a good forward pack, good young forward pack. Yeah. Uh, so that's obviously going to be their strength. Um, but Jack Bird, a fully fit Jack Bird, should sort yeah. of you know bolster their backline a bit. Yeah. Um, he's injury prone. Well, I've always said that that we got the best best of Jack Bird when he was yeah. with us with the Sharks in 2016. His uh, his uh, injuries and issues with arthritis are pretty well documented. But one um, team into the preview, and you've mentioned the Sharks already. I have to. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I've got the Broncos as making the eight as well. I think they'll be in the six to eight range. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Rightio, moving along the Canberra Raiders. Well, lucky bridesmaids last year. Yeah, but they've lost a fair bit of their back. Not a fair bit, but they've lost a fair bit of talent out of their back line. They have. They've picked up a couple of more poms. George Williams from Wigan. Yeah. Uh, Highly Matt, touted. A very good player by by reports. Really? Same Matt Frawley from Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Another uh, pom. And uh, Curtis Scott from the Storm. Uh, if he's out of jail. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Mm. Bit of a head case, may not, Curtis may not, Scott. Yeah, may not make round one. May <laughs> only be allowed to play home games because <laughs> uh, he may be on day release. <laughs> the uh, out, so yeah, some bloke for the Tigers. Who could forget Ada Hingag? He went to the uh, Mackay Cutters. Yep, Hingana. That's a big loss for him. But the yeah, major ones: uh, Royce Hunt to the Sharks. We'll yeah. hear more about that, I'm sure. Uh, Joseph Lulua to the Tigers. Jordan Rapana. Scorn to Japanese rugby and Aiden Caesar uh, to Huddersfield. Pretty major players from their back line. Yeah, aren't they? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, they'll that will hurt them for sure. Yeah, I, I've I've actually got the Raiders <coughs> as in the first half of the season struggling. Yeah. To find a bit of cohesion with George Williams when he is adapting to the NRL, it's obviously going to be a, a bit faster, a lot more physical mm-hmm. um, in down here than what it is over in the UK. Yeah. Um, and obviously halves are a key sort of, um, you know, key element in any yeah, success yeah. for a team. I think the Raiders will miss um, that backline combination with Lulia and Rapana. Yeah. Um, although there is some talk Rapana may come back 
um, to the Raiders partway through this year because they couldn't offer him the money that he wanted and a rug stop in Japan for rugby um, was to to top that up. In saying that, whether or not Jordan Rapana can get out of Japan due to coronavirus, whether they'll let him back is a whole other story. But, um, (laughs) you know, I did um, call out Ricky Stewart as the coach that was most likely to lose his job first in in 2019. And I think he was the first to get a contract extension. Yeah, Yeah. I I think his job's pretty safe. You're welcome, Ricky. Um, (laughs) I think the Raiders are going to have some teething problems. I definitely have them... Making the eight, yeah, um, but they were going to have to have a stronger back half of the year. So would you see him somewhere in the four to six range? I think so. Yeah, probably more more around that that five six. I can't yeah. just due to the start. I can't see him as a top four yeah. side. Yeah, I agree. But but I feel like that strength of that English connection will be pretty big, um, and and the fact that they'll have like they'll, they will have taken a fair bit of confidence out of last year's grand final. I mean, they were really only one set of six away from beating. I think where they're the going to come on pretty strong is around the Origin break. <clears throat> Mm. So they're really going to need to win those games mm. during when those rep players are out. And, you yeah. know, from the Raiders roster, it's really only going to be Jack Whiten and possibly Nick Cottridge, yep. um, you know, um, injuries withstanding. Yep. Um, but the rest of their side, uh, you know, solid Australian players or they have a very large contingent of Kiwi and English players. Mm. International, international yeah. uh is going to hurt them. So yeah. they'll be thereabouts this year. I um, so. But I don't think they'll... They'll back, be back I, in the grand final. Uh, well, I don't know. Nah, I don't think they'll be a top four. If they make the grand final, they'll do it from fifth or mm. lower. Mm. Jumping right along, the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Berries! The mighty Bulldogs. Gaines, Joe Stimson from the Melbourne Storm. That's Stimson, not Simpson. Uh, Dean Britt. He's, uh, Darren, boy, back from the Rabbits. Yep. that's mm-hmm. a famous doggy name. It is. Dane Katoa from the Darren Brett. Uh, the releases. Uh, funnily enough, they didn't lose anyone to any other clubs, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players have been released. All of n- not any noteworthy no. standing. Uh, I mean, the doggies have done well to retain players and mm. sign a couple of players. They haven't really lost anyone of note. Um, they showed some signs last year. Um, I think their coach Dean Pay. A lot of them questioned his game plan and whether his, you know, tough guy sort of, you know, grit and grind mm. down in the bunkers sort of style that he played yeah. um, would translate to a 2019 sort of um, era. Um, for the most part, it didn't. No, um, but they did win a couple of games. Yeah, towards the back end. Do you have any hopes for them this year, Macca? Making no. the eight? No, they won't make the eight. No, definitely not an, an eight It's team. a rebuilding year still. Yeah, we've been hamstrung by the salary cap issues we've got. And, and whilst ever we're paying Kieran Four and a significant amount of money, and he's and he, he is trying his best, he is actually doing he's doing whatever he can to actually do something for the club for the money that we're paying him. But I don't think his body's capable of holding up. And it and I don't, and I don't I, see him seeing the other season. No, I don't think so either. And so for me. I, I, sadly, I think it's going to be another long year for the Bulldogs fans. Um, wooden Spoon? Are no, they, are they not the we're not that bad. We're not that bad. Close, no. but I don't think so. No, I agree. All right, so it's a um, unanimous no, no. Yeah. for us, okay? All right, uh, there's some team here, the Perth Sharks. <laughs> uh, we'll skip over them, we don't really care. No, fuck. Nah. 
All right, mate. You can get. Uh, we'll let you go through it. We'll give you three minutes to go. Yeah, three minutes and go. All right. Well, uh, for starters, the Sharks are not playing at their home ground for the next two years. Oh, what we a surprise! <laughs> playing at Cogger Oval. Yep. Um, I think this this year and next year is going to be a bit of a year of transition, a bit of year of upheaval. You first took year, the developer money. Didn't you? First year minus Paul Gallen. Um, so we've got a young forward pack. Um, I would say by looking at our roster with the names we have that we are quite easily a top eight team. Mm-hmm. Um, I have doubts over a our health, our medical staff, and the resources we put into that. Um, Injuries? No, oh, well, you know, I, I might love the Sharks and support them, but I don't look at them with rose-coloured glasses. What? <laughs> For oh, this preview. That'll oh, fucking do, man. For the 2020 yeah. season. Wait, sorry, hold on, I fell asleep. We're going to record that. Yeah. 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 Um, listen, I, I'm not even sure what's going on with the whole uh, Josh Morris situation now, whether, whether he's staying or going. No. no, no. I, latest I read is that we wanted to get some... Um, some bloke, some forward I never heard of in a swap deal. Right. Um, I think we're mad if we actually let him go. Yeah. Um, he's under contract. Hold him to it. Uh, he's a quality player, and we need him in the back line. It's just where um, he wants to be there, though. There's the whole Josh. One Dugan, minute, twelve seconds remaining. The Josh Dugan, Matt Moylan thing. I think Matt Moylan's a waste of money. I would rather not have him. I'd rather take Dugan. Um, but Dugan's best years are behind him, though. I think he's got one more year in him left. I actually think this is this will be his last year in the NRL. Mm. Uh, and same for Andrew Fafita. I think. Um, oh yeah. This yeah, I've just got a feeling this will be his last year. With what the will, he, will he go to jail? No, <laughs> he's, he's not a bad guy. No. I, I think he'll finish his career in the no, UK he's Super a League. Bad guy, actually. <laughs> yeah. Probably stay away from junior football fields. Yeah, he's gonna say. He bash a couple of junior referees. Couple of key losses. Paul Gallen. Exactly. An upstanding. Kyle Flanagan. Jaden Bradley to the Knights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fecky to the UK Super League. Uh, we have, you know, bought pretty well. We got Jesse Ramian back. Um, Royce Hunt from the Raiders. You mentioned him. He actually played in the trials. I never heard of him until I watched him, but he had a good amount of go. Connor Tracy is a good half that was a Cronulla Junior. Went to the Rabbitohs and back. And your time is up. And I'm going to say, whilst we have a top eight team on paper, we will miss out and finish ninth. Wow! Jeez, I didn't see that coming. Skepticism. You know what? Wow, that is the first time I've seen that from you. The Sharks are not going to make the eight. You hear that, though? They'll be ninth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll be ninth. Where'd they finish last year? Fourth. I'm going to have the Sharks in my eight. I don't have them in my eight. They're in my eight. Now, because no, I think we finished fifth. You just said they're not going to make the eight. No, no, last year. Oh, last year. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Manly tailed us up in the. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, you were no match for them, were you? Six versus seven, I think it was. They killed us. Mm. Yeah, but no, I think I think we'll we'll just miss out this year. Because you don't have a home. Don't How do you home. think you'll go when you move to Perth? Better. A long way from the that's Shire. That's a hell of a stadium. That is a hell of a stadium. Long way from the Shire, though. What, the one that Perth Glory play in? They're not yeah. playing in that big, big stadium. No, yeah, they, won't, they won't give them Optus. Like no the way. You'd have, mm. like, a good 200 people there. <laughs> not with uh, coronavirus. <laughs> uh, moving right along, the uh, Gold Coast Titans. Oh. Last. Uh, look, Key additions, they, Justin Holbrook. Streety's mate. Haven't picked <laughs> up, they haven't picked up much, and uh, they haven't lost much. So... Mm. Yeah, I... They're a basket case of a franchise. No. And Streety's right. Nothing no. good's come from the Gold Coast from a sporting perspective, no. ever. They'll, I think during the season, we'll see a glimmer of hope, mm. as in maybe three wins in a row. Yeah. 
And that's about it. That's as good as they're my tip for the wooden spoon, and that's all I've got to say about them. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have anything nice to say about any Gold Coast team. Um, no one gives a shit about the Gold Coast. Go the Blaze. Yeah, you guys joke about the Sharks moving to Perth, and that's all well and good. But the team to move uh, to make way for the second Brisbane team has to be a rebrand of Gold Coast. I did see that uh, on some social media, uh, Switchy posting on her side about the Southeast Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of commentary around it. Did People it? loved it. Yeah, right. Absolutely loved it. They loved it. Taking the being the relocated Gold Coast Titans. Is that what you saying? Taking the branding of Gold Coast away from it mm. and just incorporating the state mm. as South Southeast Queensland. Queensland. Just not called the Crushers. Not the Crushers. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> don't call the, them that. The Seagulls. The Seagulls. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that hasn't been used, has it? <laughs> we don't want to harp on the on the Gold Coast too much, but I mean, I can't. It just makes perfect sense that. There is a need for a, a, a second Brisbane team. Mm. Uh, Gold Coast are pretty much there already. They have a terrible supporter base, a transient population. Um, you know, people don't go to games because it's an awful spot. Uh, you could create an instant, you know, derby. And I think I only go there for the strip clubs because they're and and, and against teams that have a lower gate uh, at Suncorp. You play them at like Ipswich and you play them at you know, um, Bur- the Burley Stadium. At, mm. You know, it's and be, just and because it's just got Queensland in it. It's not. Gold Coast. It's yeah, like yeah. the Cowboys because they're North Queensland. Mm. They've got such a far reach. You can't name anything else Brisbane. No, because that's a one team. Yeah, town. But you, you can definitely. Mm. You can be. And NRL is all about being inclusive. So yeah. be inclusive of those regions surrounding the Gold Coast mm. and draw a larger supporter base and a more of a corporate. You know, think about it. Companies that are based in Brisbane are more likely to get on as a sponsor mm. for a Southeast Queensland branded team than what they are the Gold Coast. Yeah, I agree. Because their interests aren't necessarily represented on the yeah, Gold Coast. Yeah, they only go there for the strip clubs too. Exactly. So they're not that good. Shout out Showgirls. Mm. Keep that policy. All right. Enough of the Gold Coast. Who are we up to now? The Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Fucking silver tone. These guys are the fulcrum of the comp, Manly. I think you want to care to elaborate on that. Yeah, so I mean, listeners out there last go, year, a fulcrum. last year they were, they were kind of written off, um, you know, like predicted to finish in the fourteenth to fifteenth range, and they end up finishing, um, you know, five, six, wherever, wherever it was. Yep. Um, they had a really good back end of the year, surprised yep. a lot of people, um, but I are, I do think they're one of those teams that, you know, it can go one way or another. Yep. They're a middle team, so mm. you know, I, I don't. People are expecting big themes, things. You know, they're a top four team and they're a premiership threat. Yeah. Last year they did, they they could have done that. Yeah. Um, because they, in many ways, flew under the radar a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, you know, Tom Trevojevic, as good as he is, you know, it's a lot of money to be invested. in. A lot of money to be injured. Though, you know, not so much Jake, uh, but Tom definitely has proven that he does get injured. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and fullback position pretty key. Mm. I think their weakness is going to be in their halves. Cherry Evans. Well, him, but there's only there's two halves, and he's, he's one of them. But you know, whoever's playing five eight, um, it's sort of it's a bit of a revolving door there. Yeah. Um, Dylan Walker come back and play five eight for him last year when he was finally released from jail too. Uh, he got in too many fights, you know. He's probably spent more time in the bin with his missus. Uh, you know, a couple of good names from last year. Moses Suli was very good. Mm. Um, Adam Fanua Blake, one of the best forwards in the comp. Yeah, he was great. Um, another Hopperwadi's back, Albert Hopperwadi. It's just a big production. Son line. of John, big Alberto, <laughs> loves it. Jesus, yeah. how many Hopperwadi kids are there? Uh, I think Manly will make the eight, mm. um, but in the bottom half of it. Maka, in or out? 
Oh, I think they'll make the eight. Yeah, I've got them in. Yeah, I've got them in. Yeah. The Melbourne Storm. So. This is a tough one, isn't it? Mm. You. Like, what's the tough one? What Whether they're going to be competitive. Because everyone wants Melbourne to have a shit year, mm. but they never do. Mm. Um, you know, Cameron Smith is one year older by yeah. age. Yeah. But it doesn't look like he gets any older on the field. Yeah. Um, they have a great way of turning no names into big names. Mm. Um, and there's, you know, plenty of guys on that roster that sort of, you know, you look at the name, go, I haven't heard of him, but, you know, who'd heard of Ryan Pappenhausen? Yeah. And, you know, like... Each turn in just a, in, in six months, he went from yeah, a. They're just a talent factory. They, they just, are, and they work hard, and they've they've got great systems, and yeah, yeah. And it's just set early. You go there, yeah. You know you're expected. If not, you're out. Mm. Um, yeah. A lot of other teams could incorporate. And, and most players that have played for the Storm and then played for other teams around the league quite regularly report, you know, the preseasons are nowhere near as tough anywhere as what they are at the Storm. Mm. Yeah. You know they, they're just they're. They yeah they're a, they accept they they only accept quality really in terms of your output your effort and 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 that's why consistently they're a team that are always up there. So here's one new signing just 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 as an example. Brenko Lee right played for the Bulldogs, mm. went to the Titans. He's the yeah. guy that looks like Clay Thompson from yeah, the NBA. Yeah. yeah. This guy will is I can guarantee will have his best year this year. Mm. He, he's a big winger. He'll kind of he's he'll come into the season yeah. nice and fit and slim. Yeah, and he'll be one of the tight, um, Storm's top four try scorers. Yeah, right. Um, you know that, that that's what they do with these guys. So they um, make the eight. They make the top four. Yeah, yeah. I might. They might just sneak in there. Yeah. Um, and no. is Cam is this Cam Smith last year? Yes. Yeah, I think so. This will be it. Yeah, this so. is it. That's it. And another one, uh, old uh, Cooper Johns. Yeah, I saw in the nines there. I'm going to pick him up in my fantasy team. He he, he didn't look too bad. He, yeah, he was very raw. Yeah, because uh, I think he'll be cheap, but he, I think he'll get a run down there this year. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Melbourne. Solid again. Mm, uh, in saying that, they have lost Will Chambers, Brody Croft, um, but they still have Vunavalu, which I think he's... This is his last year of the Storm. I think he's off it? somewhere. Off contract. Yeah. Always signed somewhere else. Uh, I think his rugby's calling for him. Mm. Uh, Ado Carr has come out public that he wants to come back to Sydney for next year. Mm. So I fully expect him to sign a contract with the Roosters at some point this year and yeah. join him next year. That just seems what what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, Nug. Right, yeah. Next team. The uh, mighty Newcastle Knights. All right, take the floor here. What do we got? Right, you yeah. got three minutes too. Right, yeah. uh, Premiers, thank you. <laughs> That's uh, it. Hey, Premier. if you're not going to take this seriously, you're gonna hand, we'll turn that microphone off. Yeah, look, um, again, I think we've picked up some quality again this year. New coach. And specifically new coach. Um, from, again, you don't read anything in the trials, but I actually like that we didn't show, you don't show much in trials, but we did something different. Mm. One out. From a game plan perspective. One out, yeah. block plays and everything mm. that we've run and now rebuilding for the past 15 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited in terms of that aspect even, just a new coach and something they can throw the ball around. Um, Pong is coming along nicely. Um, the Are only, they going to keep him? Well, they've thrown everything at him, mm. including pretty much 
Merriweather Beach. We, we can pull your pants. Is he really serious that he wants to play rugby union? Well, the fact that that's in the contract, obviously, they've said, right, what do you want? If you want it, you and, can have it. And we'll, we'll give it to you, basically, because who in their right mind signs someone with a option to leave to go play rugby? After mm. how long? Well, the World Cup's in three years. Yeah. So after three years, he's got the option out if he wants to go play New Zealand. Rugby. On provo- oh, Okay. Mm. And then that's good, or he comes back to the Knights once he does that? Well, that, if he that allows year. to do that, you would think he'd come back, but it's a business, so... It, it always. I wonder why, like you know, rugby union now is at such a low. Yeah. In terms of the where it's at internationally, and the game itself is just a forward orientated um, play for penalties, so technical that I think <coughs> maybe two percent of rugby league players could actually you know mm. fathom the just how how technical and, and what's involved. Um, I think it'd be a silly move for Ponga to go to rugby. Mm. The only the only positive I can see from a player uh, transitioning to that is just the fact that it's more of a world game and you get to travel internationally. Yeah. Which in this day and age, in twenty twenty, and mm. maybe even twenty twenty one, maybe is not such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I suppose so. I think there's a big lure for a New Zealand kid to pull on an All Blacks jersey. But is he is he Kiwi? Well, he, oh, he identifies himself as a Kiwi. Yeah. He, he does, and it's that. Yeah, you're exactly right. Over there, the dream is play for the All Blacks. You play for the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. So, yeah, again, um, new coach. I like that. Um, again, we've got some solid players in there in their position. So, Bradman like, Best like, hurt himself. I like Pierce there again. Yeah, Bradman Best. I don't know. He's the Zion Williams. Who knows what he's... He's a big unit. Mm. He could produce something brilliant. Was he a winger? Or, winger. or he could just be mm. snapped for most of the season. So. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm seeing here that Nathan Ross is still contracted for 2020. What's happening there? Uh, Ross Dog, yes. Uh, is he, I thought he retired and he's doing uh, MMA or something. Uh, he's selling T-shirts out the front of... Uh, he's doing MMA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, really? He's still on under contract. Oh, right. Yeah, so we're still paying him. So. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Great Let's see if uh, Danny Badiris can fix that problem in his new job. Yeah, well, jobs for the boys. I'm going to Google that. Is Danny Badiris really the Knights CEO now? It's not the CEO. Uh, I think one underrated signing that's going to be great for the Knights is your new hooker, Jaden yeah. Braley. Jaden Braley, yeah. He's, he's exactly what the he, Knights he, need. He fits another another gap that we've got. To be honest, the, the only position that I'm worried is the 5'8". Yeah. Who we actually play there. They, again keep toying with this idea of um, man to play there. Um, Mason Lino, you've got to have him just for his goal kicking. So, yeah, look, I think, well... Do you think Lino starts a season as 5'8"? I would prefer that, but there's talks of man being there, which I don't know how, but anyway. We'll see what happens. But again, new coach, hopefully he comes in and isn't afraid to make changes. So what's Connor Watson going to do? It... He's he's almost because if he's not if he's, he's not a, if he's not starting a five eight there's no spot for him in the team. He's on the bench, impact player off the bench. So that's this. So then you're saying Jaden Brownlee's a ninety minute player? Uh, sorry, eighty minute player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's got the legs. He'll be right. Oh, he does. He, he should have been an eighty minute player with Cronulla, but yeah, we, we just we, don't know how to manage. Spot talent. Couldn't do no. it properly. So Bedirus yeah, has so. been appointed the NRL club's general manager of football. He oversees several aspects of the business, including football recruitment and salary cap management. Well, no, I'm going to go on a limb here. Mm. I think the Knights are a top four team this year. Mm. Top four? Yep. 
it, it really hurts me to put the Knights in top four I, I and say that we it. that we're going to miss the you, finals. You adjusted in your seat then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I think you just vomited in your mouth. <laughs> uh, look, I I would love top four. I have them in the eight, similar to last year in that I think if we don't make the eight, it's another disappointing. Yeah. I think uh, top four. Adam O'Brien, coach of the year, but you guys get knocked out in straight sets because there'll be a couple of injuries at the back end. Jeez. I got you missing the eight. I'm missing the eight. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Okay. So how many, how many teams... I fucking hate the nuts. Where, where are we at with the eight? Five. Five, all right. Yep. I've got the Sharks in, and you boys have got the Knights in. Yep. Fuck the Knights. <laughs> I hate you guys. All righty. A couple of good teams coming up the next two. Really? New Zealand Warriors? Oh, no. <laughs> New Zealand Warriors. Okay, let's see what's take on that. Uh, end, mate. Oh, whoever, so whoever's done this alphabetical order, my. Does anyone list care here. about the New Zealand Warriors? Let's just nah, skip them. Nah. They're see you later, New Zealand. They stink. Going fully sick. I have them missing the apps. Nah, you're out, New Zealand, because we're probably going to have to close our borders anyway, and you're not going to be able to come and play games. So thanks for coming. Let's see how we're going. Everyone gets a bye. <laughs> Uh, besides Roger Tuivasa-Shek, uh, the rest of them suck. So, sorry, Kiwis. Sorry, yeah. Warriors. But uh, I think it's going to be a 13-16 to 16 I agree. position for you you boys. You'll be wrestling the bloody Titans for the wooden spoon or two. Yeah. So, we'll move along. The North Queensland Cowboys. New stadium. They've got oh. a shiny new statue of JT dropping yep. a Grogan. Yep. Um, what do you got? Minor Premiers. Really? Yep. Uh, Based on what? Based on... Valentine Holmes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. That'll do me. Fucking hell. No, I won't say you really think they'll be minor premiers? Or no. Are you... no. 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 Oh, okay. uh, Shit. I think, no, I think they'll make the eight. They're definitely a I've top eight them, team. I've got them pending the eight. You got them in the eight? Yeah. Definitely. They're a good team. Oh, they, hang on. Yeah, I don't have them in my eight. I don't think they'll make the eight. Okay. No. I think they're gone. I don't think Valentine will find it comfortable back in the NRL, and I think they'll miss out. I think they too heavily rely on some of their veterans. Tamalolo will get injured again because they just expect too much of him. He's just a, like a, a workhorse. His body will start shutting down now. Cowboys yeah. are out for me. Cowboys are out. Yeah. Um, Tamari Martin uh, retired. He was a, a decent player. Mm-hmm. But, um, he had Never really concussion issues. Going. Yeah, he did. Finished up. Yeah. Um, so I guess for his well-being, it was a, the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, v- Valentine Holmes will be a welcome addition to that team up there in the new stadium. They'll get plenty of TV games. Yeah. And uh, they'll be a finals team mm. for sure. Oh, not for me. We'll keep going through. The Parramatta Eels. They'll be in the eight. These guys are actually legitimate minor premier chance. Really? Yeah, yeah. So Parramatta, uh, a team that had the longest... They're on the rise. They're on the rise, and they had the longest premiership drought. Yep. Um, it's been since 1986, I believe, mm-hmm. was yep. the last time they won it. So what's that, 34 years? Yep. Um, good roster. Um, I think uh, their halfback, um, what's his name, young, young bloke, Mitchell Moses... Yeah. Big off season. Ranked number one halfback in the comp. Oh, is he? Today. Is he really? In some stupid poll thing that, uh, that his mum did. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was his survival in Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Just that, a quick whip around the Moses family. They already had a already had a pretty decent forward pack, but adding Regan Campbell Gillard, <coughs> Gillard and Ryan Madison, mm. two quality players. Um, yeah. Ryan Madison could very well find himself in a rep jersey this year. Mm. Um, Campbell Gillard, I think Origins probably passed him by, but he's still quite solid. But I still think he's got a lot to offer. A lot to offer and yeah. will definitely be rejuvenated in a, in um, Brad Arthur's system. Yeah. Um, so, Parramatta... And they're, again, not paying Jared Hayne, which is helpful. Yes. Mm. So, you know, very good back line. Blake Ferguson, um, you know, got uh, Waka Blake. He still runs it at the line like he's a 20-year-old, That's doesn't it. he? Mick Acevo, Um so, yeah, Parramatta, very solid, top four team. Yep. Um, a premiership threat. I agree. Yeah. What about a little bit further south? Foot of the mountain, Penny Panthers. Oh, you mean west? Panthers. Oh, yeah, a little bit further west, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, south of Parramatta. Kind of, west, west of Parramatta. Southwesterly. Yeah. <laughs> so, where uh, you've got Gus Gould sniffing around as a player agent, looking to sign some few... Gus Gould, he just doesn't want to retire, does he? Just go and eat your donuts, I feel Gus, like and fuck off. Penrith wasted their premiership window for the last two to three years. Yep, I agree. Um, I actually had them in a grand final last year, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Um, they've lost Campbell Gillard, Maloney, um, some decent players. Uh, they're quite young. Um, I don't think they're going to make the eight this year. Oh, I had them out. You got them out? Yeah. Yeah, they're out of There's one quality well. player in there, Matt Burton, a lefty 5'8". He showed some good signs in some games last year. I think he's one to watch mm-hmm. in terms of an up-and-coming talent. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Penrith, much like Cronulla, will be sniffing around the bottom half of the eight, but yep. are going to be in that sort of 9 to 11 mm. mix. I agree. Um, now, just on Gould, is he totally out of the picture with the Panthers? Uh, yeah, I don't... Well, he's not allowed to be on the books of any of your player agents. And he's oh, yeah. now accredited as a player agent. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Oh, shit. But in saying that, he's still got his Channel 9 contract. Uh, yeah. That's got to be some kind of conflict, yeah. of, interest. conflict of interest. Where are we at with... He could um, certainly recruit players through that. The coach's son. Huh? Oh, Cleary. Cleary. Oh, I think he's their best option, like in terms of what they've got in the roster. Like, I don't mind him. Yeah. What are you a bit worried about him? What do you mean? Oh, what I just think... Well, I mean, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I just think that a lot of that sort of, you know, solid veteran talent that he had yeah. around him is not there. And, you know, more, yeah. gonna, more responsibility is going to fall on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. I just doubt whether the roster around him can mm. can help him uh, get there. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll win some games. They'll have some impressive wins. They're going to have some stupid losses. Yep. Uh, and mo- that's what happens to most young teams. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, they won't make it. No, I agree. Yeah. The uh, St. George Dragons. Yeah. They're out. They're not in my eight. Yeah, I, I think this club's a club in turmoil. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the turmoil has... Um, it's 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 there before it's even started, officially. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my first coach gone for, for the year will be Paul, Paul McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. Yep. But um, only when behind the scenes, um, you know, approvals are given for Shane Flanagan to... Assume a head coaching role because is he allowed again? No, well, if you remember, he had his suspension, then he could be an assistant coach, but he couldn't be a head coach. Now, I don't is he like... an assistant with the Dragons? Yes, oh, he is. Yeah, so he signed with St. George as a lead assistant coach to McGregor. Wow, 
Um, so an assistant coach. Jesus, could... that's a little bit like bringing Buddy the guy who'll stab you in the back a little <laughs> bit closer, isn't it? So for that reason, I think um, St George have hired a coach ready and waiting, knowing that um, that McGregor's the, on the, the, the McGregor's on the air. Is outer. that his first year doing that, or is he doing that last year? First year this year. First year this he year. He served his suspension, but yeah, they, they, they let him back as an assistant. Okay. I, I mean. This is how dumb the NRL are sometimes with their decisions. I can't understand why. Oh, yeah, you can come back as an assistant coach. You can do everything that a head coach does and maybe even more, but you can't be a head coach by title, right. which I can pr- probably promise you that Flanagan's doing exactly that. Yeah, exactly. Down at, you know, in with, with McGregor next to him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, St. George, I think once, you know, they're going to have problems as long as Jack, Jack DeBellin's situation is still up in the air. Uh, I can't see that sort of... Um, no, they're the, they're the club at the moment with the most drama around them anyway. So yeah. I always think that's a bit of a red flag. Yeah, and as much they're as we gone. talk about, you know, or you know, Cronulla's here and there, and and uh, the fact that Cronulla's playing at Cogra this year, I think uh, there has to be a decision made as to where St George permanently play. Yeah, I think they should permanently play in Wollongong. I think that'll give them more stability and more of a an identity and a bit of clearance from the Sharks. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for, for Cronulla, it's, it's good for us because we can because you can just take Cogra. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that territory. Yeah, and it's not it. as if the Dragons been playing Cogra for very long. No. Fucking hell! What is that? <laughs> yeah, I tell you, you should fucking move the fucking Dragons. Yeah. Well, they're already there. No one turns up. No one turns up. No one turns up to watch the Sharks. No one turns up to watch any NRL team live. That's true. Right. It's, uh, it doesn't Anyway, oh, yeah. listen, I'm not very high on St. You George at all. two people. Oh, I'm not either. They're out. What about the Rabbitohs? What are the Rabbitohs going to do? They've got Latrell across from their rival. They're my bust team of the year. Bust? Yep. Really? Promising. And we'll go pop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why did they make the eight? Why did they make Whoa! the eight? Whoa! Not make the eight? Yeah, the defense. What's the reason? Is it, is, it, is it injuries or cohesion? Or personalities? Or performance. In, in, injuries can play a bit. Or are you like, a racist? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I just don't see them gelling at all. Mm. Um, I think they've got a lot of potential there. I mean, injuries you can't really rely on, because who knows? Mm. That I mean, you saw teams starting to kill it last year and one or two went down and their season's over. Yeah. So, not relying on that, but just I don't know. I just I don't see. I mean, they've it's got, not like Wayne Bennett doesn't have some some history in this area of coaching teams into the ground into shit. But I mean, you look at like um, Cook at, at Hooker, like an absolute gun. He's about their only saving grace, I reckon. Mm. Dan Reynolds, I think he's going backwards. Yeah, a, a few years ago he was. A, and Cody Walker should, had a pretty shit been, second half of the year. Should have been right? walking for Origin halfback. Yeah. a few years ago, but nothing. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my reason. I don't see them. Yeah, put it down to cohesion. I don't see them. Cody Walker's given up the alcohol again. Is what he said. Oh, that's good. That's mm. good. Yeah. yeah. But it feels like that I'm, hurt him. I'm excluding Saturdays and Sundays, he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Bunny's out of the eight for you, Nugget. In no, the I've got him in. I've, I've got him in. Too. I think I think they're too talented. I think actually think they'll be in the top four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, where I think it'll come undone for the Bunnies mm. is in those close games at the back end of the year yeah, finals. A okay. couple of brain snaps here and there. Yep. So um, you still have him in your eight? Yes, definitely. So that's your eight now. That's it. No, has he got one left? Nope. He needs okay, to, no, that's fine. The roosters or the West Tigers? Well, you're going to leave the Roosters out. Do I have one more or? No, that's it. Your banker's got one more. 
Oh, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm not having the roosters in the eight. That's my big call. <laughs> You're not having the roosters in the no, eight. I think they all get injured. Well, I've got no choice. I've already picked my eight. So. You can pick one out, but no, nah, that's all right. I've got the bunnies in my eight. Yep, so you've got one more because you... Uh... No, I had Broncos, Raiders, Sharks, Eagles, Storm, Eels, Roosters and Bunnies. Oh, so you don't have the Cowboys. Nah, I don't want the Cowboys oh, in there. Cowboys out. Yep, yeah. righto, so you got Roosters. Yep. So I'm, I'm definitely full. Okay. Yep. So All I right. I have Bunnies. I've got Roosters for my... Okay, well, let's... Let's go quickly through those, though. Roosters. So, obviously, out for them. They've got everyone, and they've lost no one. Except Latrell. Cooper Cronk. Cronky's out. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he's pretty major. Yeah, he'll, he'll <laughs> now sniffing, you're reaching Strauss. He'll be sniffing around and, and Latrell out. He'll be like Alfie Lange. He'll play in their back line still. He's just not allowed to tackle. He'll just be <laughs> so this, this is where team. I see it. For, for me, it's got to go pear-shaped because I don't have him in the eight. Cause I, <laughs> I, so I'm, here we go. Here comes I've, the conspiracy. This is how it's all going to unravel. No Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Okay, so you lose a bit there, obviously. Your yeah. starting halfback yeah. will be Kyle Flanagan. Now, question marks, is he a first-grade quality player? I think he is, but can he be a first-grade starting half for the Roosters? A lot of responsibility is going to come on Luke Keary, world-class player at the moment, but he does get hurt. So what I'm going to say is Keary's going to have some injuries, Mm -hmm. maybe a big injury, and the Roosters are really going to struggle in the halves. That's going to affect their kicking game, service to the backs. Um, Tedesco won't be as effective and um, their forwards are going to suffer. So yeah. that's the only way that the Roosters don't make the finals is if Flanagan has live up to the expectations and Kiri is injured. And because I haven't picked him, I don't have room for my eight. <laughs> that's what has to happen. So Yeah, well, I almost believe you. You made a convincing argument, but they're going to make the eight, mate. Yeah. I. They'll be in the top four, if, they if not stay, the top two. stay healthy, they're in. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and we yeah. said, who cares about the Warriors? T-Togs. The Tiggy Doggers. So, uh, so they've got to go in your eight. Do you have a spot in your eight? I don't have a spot in my eight. Okay. Well, they're so not in my eight. No one's nah. got any spots left. They're, they're, in the, they're in the 9 to 11 club. Anybody that's yeah. still got Benji Marshall in their squad at this particular point in time, no. Just Joey, Joey Leilil will, will provide some good moments, mm. but you've got to take the good of the bad of him. He'll yeah. also will provide some not-so-good moments. Mm. Terrible. A couple of turnovers and yeah, brain snaps. Right. and might even cost him a game or two. Yeah, uh, which has been the case for the Tig Togs. Yep, just, just they're they're about, but not quite good enough. And just quietly looking at the nines and preseason games, I think Joey may have sat down at the table a little bit. He's, oh yeah, he's looking for a bit of a yeah, front, front row slash second row. You feel like he might have on the drive a, from Canberra to 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 the Tigers decided that he was going to go through every drive through along the way as a bit of a challenge. He may have dipped in for a little. Yeah, absolutely. His, uh, his younger or brother, Luciano. Galvin Roadhouse. Luciano Leilua has joined Luciano. him. Well, he joined him at the Tigers. Luciano sounds like he likes a bit of pizza. I'd say him well, and he, Joey have been ordering him. Looks in like he eats Uber pizza eats. too. He's, he's a big, big unit. Big yeah. unit. But um, who knows? It, uh, two weeks is a long time. You never know. By round one, he could uh, slim Jim it up. Right up. So <laughs> well, we are for an hour and twenty, boys. So we probably eight. should so wrap it up. Quick recap. So we have top eight: Broncos, Canberra, Manly, Melbourne. Switch and I have the Knights. Maka has the Sharks. North Queensland Cowboys for Switch and I. Maka has the Roosters. We've all got the Eels. And I don't have the Bunnies, but the other two do. Do yeah. I have Manly? 
Manly are there. We've all got Manly. So basically, the only the toss up ones are the Night Sharks, Bunnies, Roosters. Feels totally <laughs> fucked that up. <laughs> just, you, you should have written it down before, and you've only learned to spot for the rest. I've got to stick with it. That's okay. No, nah, I'm right. going to go with it. No. Right. So we're not going to get too far into, but who wins it? Uh I think the Roosters will win it again. Switch. Is that the, that'd be three years in a row, won't it? That would be a three feet. No, I don't reckon they'll do that. Parramatta. Really. Change. Parramatta. What's the matter, Parramatta? Kidding yourself. Um, I think that yeah, that'll do. Parramatta. No, nah, I think the hard. storm. I think the storm will win. Oh, what the? I can't stomach those guys winning. Uh, but I think they will. Speaking of can't stomach it, I think Manly will win it. Oh what? yeah, yeah, no. Manly. Go Manly. I did just spit up a little bit. There's yeah. A chunk, there's a chunk. So okay, who, who, who's in the grand final with them? Who are they playing? Melbourne. Mm. Manly Melbourne 2007 so, so you heard you've got Manly you've got the Eels and I've got the Storm yeah righto who's going to win it's marked yep. down it's marked down and Wooden Spooners are we all in agreement all the Titans the Titans, the Titans. Yeah. The Titans. Yeah. yeah the Titans no the Warriors the Warriors Warriors yeah, yeah. actually now you know who's going to get the Wooden Spoon the Knights are going to get the Wooden Spoon <laughs> might even be Cronulla <laughs> it could be no it's Knights it's the Knights Nice to get the spoon. I'll reenact Joey's skateboarding down King Street. <laughs> Nerd. Double drunk. Double drunk. And Matt Jones is better than Lego interview <laughs> from the grand final celebrations. Well, oh, guys, well, we're looking forward to it. Next week, it all kicks off. So that was episode 37, the only NRL season preview podcast you should listen yeah. to. It was the best one you'll hear. It'll give you nothing for your fantasy football. You've hear, heard some hot takes, some insight. Um, we're confident that we'll see these predictions through if we even have a season. Yeah. (laughs) And there'll be no Olympics. All right, here's one. What's more certain? Olympics being cancelled or the Roosters making the eight? Um, The Olympics being cancelled. You're more certain than the Roosters making the eight? Yeah. Okay, wow. Right, yeah. so to finish off, we're going to do a little bit of NRL trivia. Are yes. We? Is um, the NRL trivia? We're just going to get the NRL trivia cards very quickly. Yeah, this this has been going on for a couple of episodes. We skipped it last episode, I think. Um, but this particular competition has what? What's the score, Streety? Is it four three? Four three. Streety leads. We jumped up a few scores there. NRL uh, trivia. I think I gave you. A yeah, you were very friendly with your questioning last time. Not anymore. Nah, but now, now he's going to go legit. Fresh, fresh deck. A fresh deck. A fresh he's fish. cracking it straight out of the cello wrap. And he's reading some of the questions as we go. What a surprise. Yeah, and the, the question I'm reading in the back is, how many premiership, how many Parramatta Eels premierships did they win in the 80s? Uh, four. This sounds like I'm opening a pack of cigarettes. It does. But I'm not. How many? How many did they win? Three. Three. Mm. Okay. Hand the cards over. To the producer. Radio. Okay, who are you going to ask first? Who's that? Ask, ask you me first. first. You pick Streety the leads 4 3. Yeah, I'm just going to grab. From yeah, the that's okay. Yep. Top question. Yes. I'm just going to grab my that's phone right. and not Google stuff. Just hold on. Okay. Bloody Wi Fi. Which okay. of these NRL players did not make their debut with the Melbourne Storm? Ben Rorty? Yeah, I know him. Craig Smith? Yeah. Or Matt Dyer? 
Do not make their debut. Uh, Craig Smith. It was actually Matt Dyer. Played for Western Reds. Oh, did he really? He did. Cut the deck here. Cut the dick. Radio. By which name were the Sydney Roosters originally known? Originally known? Do I get a choice or just do I just answer it? I just answer it. Eastern Suburbs Roosters. Correct. Was that the question? Ah, yeah, oh, fucking hell. Again, just cutting deck straight to the top. Fucking, that was a bit friendly. <laughs> and again, there's no... Which England rugby league player played for the Western Reds? Anthony Sullivan, Leon Price, or Barry John Mather? <laughs> Leon Price. Uh, John, of course it was. <laughs> Did you know that? No. No. 5-3, Streety leads. Right, yeah. last, question last two. Last. Question two. Here last we go. Last. No, I'm at the question two. Calm down. I've got to okay. go get this lead out if I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just chosen another In question. In what year did the Cronos show? Premiership. It was actually... Uh, oh, right, yeah. no, but that's, that doesn't that's count. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What is the name of the trophy presented to the winners of the Rugby League World Cup? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, the World Cup. Um, is that a multiple choice? It is. Okay. <laughs> All right, I was just doing that for effect. Proven Summons Trophy? No, that's the NRL. Well, no, that's my question. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The World Trophy? Mm. The Paul Barrier Trophy? Oh. oh, I don't know the answer to this question. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I know the logical choice to go with C, but I'm just going to go with B, the World Trophy. Mm. That's incorrect. The answer was the C, the... Uh, <laughs> Paul Barrier. Who is that guy? Never heard of him. <laughs> well, I think you should just in multiple choices choose C. I think what they've done is load this game up with just C. All right, Mac, a third question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it 5-3? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's up? Me. Okay. Oh, oh, I did cut the deck. Who was the first ever Newcastle Knight player to play State of Origin for New South Wales? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. David Boyd. Yeah. Adrian Brunker. He played for Queensland, didn't he? Or Mark Sargent. Mark Sargent. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yes. C again. It's They're a, all C. It, it, <laughs> and we will say that Mark Sargent was robbed of the immortal trophy from here. He was. He is your right. absolute favourite player. Macca, 5 4, 5 4, last question. Here we come. Yeah, we'll just pick C. <laughs> okay. It was an easy shaft one. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Come on. No. In the NRL finals, who does the winner of first elimination final host in the first semi-final? Oh. <laughs> You'll be able to figure it out, but uh, fuck you. No, I need a pen and paper. <laughs> so that, okay, hold on. Does, does it give us like positions? I've got the multiple choice. Okay, I go. It's I know I know the answer. Okay, to the so question. I'm going to say last time in the NRL finals, who does the winner of the first elimination final? Post in the first semi final. It's the loser of the qualifying final number two. It'd be the fourth ranked team. C. Oh, 
I hate being put on the spot for these. C. That's correct. That's the highest placed loser yeah. from the qualifying finals the week yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Like, so. But what if the chips cost $4.20? <laughs> that was a tough question. Is that it or That's it. That's yeah, it. 6-4, yeah. you're up. 6-4. Yeah. Righto, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 38. Today was 37. And you know any any uh, big third number 37s in world sport? Righto, test. Yes. Mm. Nick Van Exel. Yep. Van Exel, 37. He wore 37 before on a test. He did. Uh, Don't know. Nah, that's all I'll... Yeah, probably yeah, some, some scrappy time, yeah. e- EPL players or uh, NFL players. They don't count. No. Guys we probably never heard of. Baseball. Probably some guy, some Russian in the NHL. Yeah, there'd be someone, but it's just not coming up. So Ron Artest, he, he's the uh, world's most famous number 37. Meta yep. World Peace. Meta World yeah, Peace. Okay, we'll, we'll play that. Alrighty, guys, don't forget to follow us on social media. Subscribe on Spotify and iTunes. Please leave a review because it helps us in the rankings. We're up there anyway. Costa Santa Tukumpu wears... Some oh, yeah. The least talented of the and, and tender Kupo brothers. Yeah, that's right. I just yeah. want you to say the name again. That's great. No. Back I'll just enter to Kumpu. You got it terribly wrong. But yeah, anyway. as everyone does. Cool. All right, guys. We'll see you next time for number 38. Um, and may the 2020 NRL season be a good one, yeah. scandal free and virus free. Mm. Up the nights. Up the nights. Go the Sharkies. <laughs>